0: Welcome to The Drive with Josh Downs, a faith-based coaching podcast where I'll share weekly thoughts, principles, insights, and more, all designed to help you build a better self, to better love yourself, so that you can better become all you were meant to be. Hey everybody, welcome to another week of The Drive podcast. I'm Josh Downs, and today's episode is episode 518, The Corner Where You Are. This past week, as I've been thinking about what to share for my message today, I actually came across a book while doing some spring cleaning. It was a book that my grandma had put together years ago before she passed away, and it's just about the cutest thing that I've seen in a long time. The title is simply, Thoughts Dear to My Heart. With all my love, Grandma Wimmer. (laughs) The cover has a little picture of her, in fact, holding a beautiful flower with an equally beautiful smile. I love and miss my Grandma Wimmer. She was one of the best people that I know with one of the most kind and loving hearts that a person could possibly have. So I'd actually like to dedicate this episode to her today as I want to share one of the thoughts that I found from that book. As I was flipping through the pages, reading all the thoughts that my grandma had put together, I realized two things. One was that I was getting a glimpse not just into those thoughts that were dear to my grandma's heart, but I was actually getting a glimpse into her heart. And secondly, I realized that every thought, poem, quote, or story that was in this book was inspirational and Christ-centered and really focused on becoming a better person. She was the living embodiment of every one of these thoughts. As I was turning through the pages, there was one that stuck out to me that I, I wanted to share with you today. Its title was Brighten the Corner Where You Are. And it, it jumped out to me actually initially because it was typed up on the inside of a silhouette of a boot. <laughs> and I love boots. I love all three. All things country. And so that one jumped out to me, and as I read it, I realized, oh, this is, this is a, a good thought, something I actually needed to hear and, and I wanted to share with you. The poem reads this way. We cannot all be famous or be listed in who's who, but every person, great or small, has an important work to do. For seldom we realize the importance of small deeds or to what degree of greatness unnoticed kindness leads. For it's not the big celebrity in a world of fame and praise but it's doing unpretentiously in undistinguished ways. The work that God assigned to us, unimportant as it seems, that makes our task outstanding and brings reality to dreams. So do not sit and idly wish for wider new dimensions where you can put in practice your many good intentions, but at the spot God placed you, begin at once to do little things to brighten up the lives surrounding you. For if everybody brightened up the spot on which they were standing, by being more considerate and a little less demanding, this dark old world would soon eclipse the evening star. If everybody brightened up the corner where they are, <laughs> I just I love that that poem. I just love, and I love all the thoughts uh, tied into it. The author is Helen Steiner Rice. And the principle from this poem is is one that I really think I needed to hear this week. I just, I love how so often when I prepare these episodes, they more often are for me than probably for anybody else. But this is one that I needed to hear. I I know as of late, I've had a lot of ambition to do more. And I felt that I had more to do, more to offer, more more of an impact to make. And maybe I do, but also maybe I don't. Sometimes our ambitions, I found, can get the best of us, and sometimes wanting more out of life can leave us feeling like we have less, that we are less than what we are, not fully appreciating what we have. A prophet in scriptures had the desire once to be like an angel in promoting the gospel with the sound of a trumpet to the entire world. But right after expressing this desire of his heart, a desire that I might add was a really good desire. I mean, how many of us have had much different desires, less good than that? Desires like, oh, I don't know, a new car or maybe a new home or desiring success or money. I know personally I have a desire to have a cabin one day or a condo in St. George, maybe a horse or two. You know, honestly, there's nothing wrong with any of these desires. But even after expressing the best of desires that this great prophet had, he followed up this expression of desire by teaching a wonderful truth. He said, But behold, I am a man and do sin in my wish, for I ought to be content with the things which the Lord hath allotted unto me. Oh, I needed to hear that thought. And I want it to sink in for you as well, for I ought to be content with the things which the Lord hath allotted unto me. Neil A. Maxwell, a leader of my faith, in teaching about this concept and principle of learning to be content, once taught that, nevertheless, we are to do what we can within our allotted acreage, while still using whatever stretch there may be in any tethers. In other words, we will all experience limitations to our desires in some form or another, But what matters most is what we do with what we have and what we've been given. While also recognizing that there will be limitations at times that we'll experience in life. As he teaches, yet there are other fixed limitations in life. For instance, some have allotments including physical, mental, or geographic constraints. There are those who are unmarried through no fault of their own or yearning but childless couples. Still others face persistent and unreconciled relationships within the circles of loved ones, including offspring, who have become for themselves resistant to parental counsel. In such and similar situations, there are so many prickly and daily reminders of those limitations, right, that we all have and will experience. But he continues, being content means acceptance without self-pity. Meekly born, however deprivation such as these can end up being like excavations that make room for greatly enlarged souls. And I just love, again, that thought. I've, I've found for myself that some of our greatest moments of testing in life will be from not having less, but accepting less. And I know that that can be a real challenge for many of us. Elder Maxwell continues, thus developing greater contentment within our Certain of our existing constraints and opportunities is one of our challenges. Otherwise, we may feel underused, underwhelmed, and underappreciated. While ironically, within our givens are unused opportunities for service all about us. This thought really ties into that poem and the message I'd like to share with you today. You and I have been given a space, an allotment, that is yours and that is mine, and that is yours and mine alone. And while it's very easy to be discontent and to become discontent with it, I would like to challenge both myself and you to develop greater contentment with what we've been given, whatever it is, and focus that contentment on brightening whatever amount of space we have been allotted. As Elder Maxwell continues to teach each of us that we serve as each other's clinical material in the particular sample of humanity constituting what is allotted unto us. The sample may shrink or swell, he says, but most important is what we are and what we do within those varied allocations and in the particular work to which we have been called. And I would just add the way that we lift and brighten the lives of others. And then he kind of summarizes all this by making this wonderful point in which he says, performance is what matters. Not the size of the stage. We can and ought to be content with the things allotted unto us. Being circumstantially content, but without being self-satisfied and behaviorally content with ourselves. And that's a tough balance to find. Acceptance of what we've been given, while also having a resignation to make the best of it. But what a beautiful balance that is to try to, to find and to strive for. Elder Maxwell teaches that such contentment is more than shoulder-shrugging passivity, that it reflects our participative assent rather than uncaring resignation. My grandmother was the absolute best example of finding this balance. She wasn't given a large stage on which to perform, but her performance on that stage knew no bounds. The impact that she made on her children, on her grandchildren and great-grandchildren, the impact that she made on me is still felt today and I know that it will be felt forever. I was privileged to experience several homes where my grandmother lived and while they were not all grand in space, the space they occupied was grand. I loved visiting her home. Every corner was always brightly lit and decorated with pictures of her family and of Christ. Quotes were constantly hung on her fridge and in her bathroom and bedroom. Her yard was immaculate and beautiful with flowers just in every corner. Her cupboards were filled with good food and a few treats as well. I always felt welcomed and loved. I always felt better leaving than I did arriving. I love spending time in my grandma's corner of this world, the corner that she occupied. And although it again might have appeared small to some, what I felt there was endless. It really is not about how much we've been given, but about what we do with what we have. There will always be a restlessness, I believe, in us for more. And I believe a part of that just comes from living in this world where there is so much always placed in front of us. But I also think a part of it is inherited in us before we came here as a drive to continually grow and improve. And I think a part of the challenge of life is for us to stop trying to run before we walk. And to do all that we can with what we've been given to improve what we have. If the doors open up for more room, great. But if they don't, then let's make the room that we're in great. Let's focus this week on being content with what the Lord has allotted us. And in the process, find joy in what we have been given. More will come in the right way and in the right time, I'm sure of it. But some of the greatest lessons that life has to teach us is how to become content and happy and appreciative of what we have and doing our best with it. So whatever acreage in life you've been allotted, whatever corner of the room is yours, before you and I focus on expansion, let's focus on illumination and make whatever space that we are in brighter. I challenge you to ask yourself, how can I make my bedroom brighter, my house brighter, my car brighter? my neighborhood brighter? How can I bring more light to my family, to my school, to my friends, to my community? Let's start there and remember that the best way to brighten the world is to brighten whatever place of the world that we're in. And it begins by learning to be content with the things which the Lord hath allotted unto us. Elder Maxwell shared a personal example of this when he said, Colleen and I have a special granddaughter, Anna Josephine, who was born without a left hand. The other day, a conversation was overheard between Anna Jo, almost five, and her cousin Talmadge, three. Talmadge said reassuringly as they played together, Anna Jo, when you grow up, you will have five fingers. (laughs) Anna Jo said, no, Talmadge, when I grow up, I won't have five fingers, but when I get to heaven, I will have a hand. (laughs) If Anna Jo, who has difficult days ahead, stays steady within what has been allotted to her she will continue to be a great blessing to many people so as the poem says remember at the spot god placed you begin at once to do little things to brighten up the lives surrounding you for if everybody brightened up the spot on which they're standing by being more considerate and a little less demanding this dark old world would very soon eclipse the evening star if everybody brightened up the corner where they are. Thank you, Grandma, for teaching me throughout your life and by your example what it looks like to be content with what the Lord has allotted you and brightening up every corner of wherever you are. I hope to better learn this principle and follow your example in my own life. May each of you take into account this week all that you have been given and strive for individual contentment with it, along with a dedicated resignation to brighten up the corners that each of you are in. Until next time, I'm Josh Downs and you've been listening to The Drive.